Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 73 of the Archaeologist Podcast, a show where we discuss everything and anything that has to do with Ark Survival Evolved. I'm your host, Sean D. Knight, and with me are a number of players that are here to offer their insights and opinions on the latest topics, strategies, and upcoming features or patches. As I call it our participants for tonight, say hello to the listeners and how many hours you have in Ark. His casualness, Rico. Howdy, y'all. I'm at uh, 4489. The lethargic leg day. Looks like I'm at uh, 3,458, and I have no idea why I still suck so badly at this game. <laughs> and join us for the first time, we have Solo. Uh, 7,864 hours. And Dex. Uh, I'm the new guy. 1613 hours. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us this week. We've got a pretty interesting topic. To t- actually, two main topics. One involves the Titan, and the other involves server slot capping so it should be an interesting discussion later on in the show oh you mean the, the titan aka the first thing that made me rant at our uh at the arc devs about oh yes i think it's gonna happen again tonight oh, <laughs> now let's set up the comments now normally i'd usually start off with the question of the week but that's gonna be saved for the main topic so we'll talk we'll hit those otherwise michael says this question is unrelated to the question of the week, but how many hours do you have in ARC, Sean? I get curious every time I hear the hours of the rest of the podcast crew. Great video, by the way. Um, Why do you not say the hours? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's just something I just What are you hiding? Do. And I'm surprised. As he doesn't say them again? Suffice <laughs> it to say he's got a lot. What a political answer. I mean, you could make up a number. We wouldn't know. No, I, I can't do that. I just, man, how many hours do I have? I don't know. Actually, I do know. It's over 7,000. Oh, he's up there. Yep, that's pro level. And that's on my main account. That doesn't count for my alts. Or alt, I should say. So yeah, first time saying my numbers on this show. Congrats for picking up on that Still one. didn't technically say it. So, so, over 7,000 Somewhere above. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really 15,000 hours. He's had the game on continuously since it launched. No, nah, that was James. Uh, so the full number is 7,285 hours on my main account. Nice. Now that we know I have no life, let's move on. <laughs> Kivanika Wolfoy, in regards to the game's official launch, said, I remember the reason was promoted by Microsoft saying that the official day and the company would try to delay the game for full release. I don't del- like defending them, but when it comes to investors, they don't like to be lied to on release dates. Now, this is true. There was going to be a lot of uh, consequences if they weren't going to meet their release date. That it, Once they entered into a deal with Microsoft and Sony. Can't forget Sony. They're there too somewhere. But also, once again, they rushed out the game. It's no surprise to anybody. And if you are surprised, well, you haven't been playing the game long enough. Next Generation Gaming says, Regarding Swamp Fever, the swamp is my home. I love the swamp, that easternmost section of the swamp that has the waterfall used to be my home. I know my way around that place like the back of my hand. I have been bitten by hundreds of leeches and killed thousands more. Only one of them has ever been diseased. How on earth is Swamp Fever as common as people make it out to be? Well, you know, it used to be worse. That's a good point. I've been walking through the swamps a lot, and I feel like it's not as bad as it was in the early days. Oh, that those first couple of days were pretty brutal. Everybody had it. Yeah, I, think <laughs> I remember. I, I, well, I mean, and I remember talking to some of the, some of our allies that were, you know, owned other servers, and 
people were like going into full-on quarantine shutdown mode you know well uh, dropping tur uh, turret bases near the swamps don't let the noobs in <laughs> we were taking off. over the, the center map at the time and we quarantined the underworld and uh we had players that were playing topside and were infected and uh the clean people were in the underworld <laughs> <laughs> we didn't That's mix awesome. until we sorted it out i feel like this is the reverse of the time machine you know, really, I, I think it's in the beginning, it was so easy to catch. And that's probably easy to catch, and it was expensive to cure because the, the recipe and wasn't for the cure was before, crazy. Uh, like for the first few hours, it could transfer to any dinosaur, and then they restricted yes. it to Yes. Yeah, so... Dodos and small creatures, I think. Yeah, they definitely tweaked that. I mean, yeah. I remember that there. I remember hearing about entire servers that just emptied out because the entire place is nothing but a <laughs> uh, quarantine. <laughs> Can you uh, still cure it by transferring out? Yeah, you still can. Hmm. Or leveling up. Now, Malamusk123 says, Hey, team archaeologists, was wondering what everyone would think about an idea of a new type of game currency. With the boom of cryptocurrency, how would you feel if Wildcard had their own crypto coin and their own crossover market system that would let other player that would let players buy and sell tames and materials from each other? Of course, they would have to have isolated servers that would allow for said transactions to take place so that players can optionally choose whether to play on wildcard coin-enabled servers or not. This, since this coin would be publicly listed, that would mean that players have the option to literally make real money while playing ARK. Oh, I think the real money part of that is going to run afoul of some laws. We know we could couple hide countries. It, it, yeah. I know of a few countries where it would flat out be, uh, be classified as gambling for some reason, so... But I mean, that being said, I think in previous podcasts, we've talked about, or at least I've talked about wanting some kind of in-game currency. Like, there's other big games that do it. Yeah, well, I, isn't there some... I could just want to remember hearing briefly about some video game doing some kind of, or maybe it was a developer doing their own kind of cryptocurrency. I don't know about the something. cryptocurrency part of it. I, I I don't know what value that would necessarily add. Yeah. You know, anytime people talk about cryptocurrency, all I, all, all I do is sit back uh, and go... Yeah, yeah, I know you think it's worth that much, but uh, just wait. <laughs> the bubble's going to pop. Um, Don't get me started currency. with anything about cross-server. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think we... So, it's tough because we've already seen a lot or heard stories of people making thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars just from games themselves. I think Second Life, people were spending real-life tons of real life money oh, for yeah. in-game locations alone. Like in the early days, you could set up a shopping mall and just make money off the rent. Yeah. Diablo cash Diablo. market. Diablo, yeah. So cryptocurrency, I don't know. I think that's a bit too much for any developer to really pay invest to win, into. I think well, you could pay just... to buy drakes, you could pay to buy whatever. Mm, yeah. It, take the real money out of it, take the crypto out of it, and I think it's a decent idea. It's already sort of happening too. Like Certain things are being sold uh, in the black market, like tech yes. building structures are pretty popular. Um, I know people personally that have made and sold tech and printed gigas. And yeah, and and I think if there was a if there was an in-game mechanism, it might cut that or cut that down a little bit. I don't mm. know. It's just yeah. theory. There's always so the best be way to control the black market is to remove it from the underworld. That that's you know that that's a trick. If you want to Kill make something that's running. currently being sold under the table, you know. Uh, taxable, so to speak. Just remove restrictions on it. It's free market economics 101. <laughs> so as it is now, there's literally no way for them to track if that's happening. Like, yeah, uh, That's why most games have that uh, issue. 
Indeed, though I'm pretty sure Wildcard could track down the guys who own the website that sells all those Arc Dinos and gear. It would be like yeah, trying to shut down the Pirate Bay. The thing is, there's, there's still at least a dozen countries where if you ran the website from there, good luck. They're not going to tell you who owns that thing. It doesn't matter what kind of lawsuit you drop on, uh, on their doorstep. If it's in um, certain parts of Singapore, they're just going to laugh at you and hang up the phone. Marika, yeah. that's what that, hitmen are for. That's the extent of what you could do to them. I think I think probably the largest majority of it is isn't even done using a website. It's done through a network of people that know each other, mm -hmm. specifically Chinese people. Uh, not not to be yeah. racist, we have a lot of them in our tribe, and that's how we know know so much about it. I mean, we're touching on it tonight with one of the topics where there's Mercs, you know, for for to oh pay yeah. five hundred dollars. It's the same underworld. It's just posted on Reddit. Exactly. Now, uh, Daniel agrees with like day about people quitting, then coming back to forums or Reddit to poop on the game i quit the game several months ago and after hearing rico praise aberration i came back to play with my old tribe for a few days didn't stick around though i didn't really quit for any particular reason i just go through phases and wanted to play other games have to say that aberration is pretty awesome yeah cool someone agreed with me unfortunately <laughs> one of our old tribe mates uh didn't i'm not going to drop names because i have nothing nice uh, good to say about his, his opinion right now <laughs> <laughs> and I still like the guy in most other respects, so I'm not going to bash him. Gotcha. Moving on, DMPD. You mentioned the aberration ascension doesn't work, but I can't without a doubt. I can without a doubt tell you that you get additional player levels. We did alpha ascension on Island and Gamma Rockwell, and have plus twenty levels on some people. Although I haven't gotten around that high, only level one hundred three at the moment with just the aberration boss implant. But I tried on single player, and it works. It takes about 8 to 9 million experience to get to 130, and after unlocking the normal important engrams, I had about 3,000 points to spare. So nice. Rockwell unlocks, what, an additional 15 levels then? Correct. Yeah, and hard. Now the question is, can you just skip to Rockwell and get all 30, or just 15? No, it's just 15. Rats. You get, you get 5 for each difficulty, or you can skip and just do hard and, and get all Yeah, 15. do the hard and get all 15? Yeah, okay. Well, that's good to know, and thank you, DMP, for that. Now Drake Vanders is back once more with a, a few things, and by a few I mean a lot. Thanks again for answering my questions. Another block added to the wall. Some things to add for the next podcast, including some more experimental testing. One, in my testing on Aberration, I've discovered that, unfortunately, the gas mask does not protect you against the mushroom spores, and nor does it, in fact, protect you from the gas vents either. Developer oversight, or do you think it's just wildcard being lazy? Both. I'd go with lazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, both. I'm sure at some point somebody had the idea to go check it and then went, meh, not a big deal. Let them realize that it's just because it's a gas mask is not going to protect you from the gas. <laughs> yeah, that that's annoying. Especially when I ran into a bunch of spores that aren't on the ground, not on the ground, but they're up in the air, densely spore heavy, I guess. So you don't really notice what's going on until you're actually hitting the, the air. The polluted air. Yeah, Heart areas I found like that. It's really annoying. There's quite a few in the in the blue area. They're pretty much yeah, all so over you the have place. To be really careful, or if, and put down some markers of some kind so you don't run into them again. Memorize them. Yeah. <laughs> we were gonna put some signs for everybody else so that we knew what they meant, but everybody else was like, "Go ahead, safe." <laughs> but say... we knew when we saw one of those signs to back up. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, number two, had a somewhat heated discussion with someone about the use of the basilisk as an offensive mount. They argued that the basilisk, basilisk is purely utility and only really useful for PV, 
E. However, I argue that while its combat applications are somewhat in the niche realm, it can actually function quite well in both areas. My argument stands that despite its utility having good weight and speed, I believe the Basilisk has a good intention as long-range artillery. When you can't destroy structures, the AoE gas left behind can make defending a base much harder, especially since it can somewhat clip through walls given Ark's somewhat poor building mechanics. I Speaking think that- of Basilisks... Mm-hmm. So I'm hopping on to check my uh, my, my food because my tri- uh, my tribes most have been playing GTA for the last couple of days. <laughs> I'm checking food and what are, what's the first thing I see? My basilisks are out there on passive inside of a tech shield. No, they just wandered off to go murder things. What, what the hell? <laughs> I think they're fantastic PvP. Oh, I love them. I, I yeah, love they're offensive but... PvP, hundred percent. Yeah, I was really say, suppress someone. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say they're also great or one hundred percent purely defensive because you can just stop a guy when he breaches in Absolutely. just keep hitting the yep. breach with that acid attack yep and you know it feels really good to ride i feel like they did a really good job coding the crawling mechanic on that thing mm-hmm. yeah. i think the range is accurate too uh mm-hmm. you can't shoot uh in one instance where we were using it um the range the their forward operating base that they were attacking with was just at a range of the basilisk so you can't sit back like a million miles and just yes. peg their dinos which is good balance for pvp if the range was much longer it might make them a bit op i'm surprised how fast they move too yeah they're fast Oof. they can bring stuff to the fight with their weight you know they could bring an fob forward if you needed oh, yeah. them to that kind of stuff they, they there's a lot for them when it comes to pvp so drake you tell that person you are arguing with that they're an idiot number three since I haven't had a chance to properly explore PvP in Aberration, may I ask if anyone's attempted an underwater base in the Great Lake, whether a stash base or a tech base? It's quite deep, and there are a number of nooks and crannies which could benefit from a base. Seeing as how it's the largest body of water currently you can you can explore, I should imagine there may be one or two located in there if they're okay dealing with crabs and mantas. Give me a week or, t- uh, or two and I'll have mine up and running and I can answer that. <laughs> It's seriously, Groppler and I are building in that area, and that was part of our plan, so. Okay, you'll have to keep us uh, up to date with that, then. Yep, I've uh, I've been looking at the area, and I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be good enough for, I mean, there's there's lots of room down there, and there are lots of little nooks and crannies, so. Yep. <laughs> Without a tech no base, it'd be, uh, shouldn't have to live down there, though. I can imagine. What was that about caves? No caves down there that I've found pearl hunting or anything. Ah, okay. Yeah, I think when he say, means caves, he means little hole. The little uh, there are a couple of like, holes. holes in the walls. Yeah, there's some good ledges and good, good, good crannies, nooks and crannies. Mm-hmm. Well, the yeah, last I, I, I wouldn't necessarily call them a cave, but they're somewhat enclosed. They're hard to approach from different angles, especially with everything down there. Indeed, and the last time I got close to a hole in the wall, I got into a lot of trouble. Number four, more of a two-parter, but have you had experience using certain Scorched Earth items and weapons on Aberration? And do you think Aberration should contain certain Scorched Earth resources like salt and sulfur? I'm curious to see how well a homing rocket would work in Aberration, especially if someone using a very nimble wall climbing slash gliding rock drake. I've kind of given up on homing rockets, to be honest. <laughs> the only thing I'd like to see over is a whip. I think whip, every yes. yeah. Just for the dinosaur control, oh, Man, we, right? I got stuck on a wall the other day, yeah. Yeah. One advantage of being on a modded server, I use S plus. I I I've never been here without access to that stuff. I, if all else fails, I can grind out uh, sulfur and things like that from other materials. 
<laughs> of course, you can't bring anything over to Aberration right now, so part one of that question is sort of moot. Yeah, yeah. Bring maybe sulfur we can have uh, silkworms or something. Yeah, you'd think they'd have silk. Radioactive glow-in-the-dark silk. And I miss having flamethrowers. Yeah, flamethrowers, man. That's what I was just about to say. Oh, flamethrowers. Great... Yeah, I forgot about those. It changes That's... PvP quite a bit. It really does. Yeah, people can be uh, pretty lousy with their electrical wiring, if you know what I <laughs> yeah. mean. Well, uh, you remember uh, our our little expeditions to Server 1, primitive bows and flame arrows, and we managed to do more uh, more, more with three of us than the the, the defending Megatribe had done in the last six hours. Yes, (laughs) that was so much fun. Us on a wooden raft, shoot, (laughs) circling Carno Island, (laughs) attacking the invaders with primitive bows and flame arrows. Wow. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, number. F- it didn't hurt that we had pretty much it. We had effectively an unlimited supply because I had spent two days yes. just crafting flame arrows <laughs> the, uh, uh, on on our scorch server and just shipped them all back over. And those guys left the dinos out exposed. It's like, wow, how stupid can you be? Number five, can you confirm you cannot build any tech vacuum structures under the poisonous water? According to the game, it isn't classified as water. However, in some places, you're still able to drink from it. If you can withstand taking some damage, I don't know if we'd be, ever, ever be able to confirm that or not. I heard that you can fill your canteen with it, then drink out of the canteen. Mm. I still was able to drink water from lava, so anything's possible. There are areas down there that, I mean, they're 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 supposed to they they look like they're not water, but they are. And then you'll go down one waterfall, and it'll be proper, you know, liquid element again, and murder you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell's on up about well, with, with some of those coding inconsistencies they did. Yeah, well, there's an I, area above us where it's a small river and a small waterfall, but you can't drink from it because apparently that drives me crazy. And yeah, have the a big no water waterfall, the aesthetic yeah. water, yeah. the aesthetic yeah. water, exactly. It's so, like why? Why would you think you could drink from a waterfall? That's just silly. <laughs> it's magic, especially since like it's it's right about the distance from the the noob portal where all the noobs running out are thirsty. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and there's some guns underneath the earth there that shoot up at you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's anything underneath the that. lip, not underneath the earth. Man, that's the, the first lip. time I've ever heard of that. Wow, that's that's a messed up uh, meshing on Wildcard's part. Hmm. Well, actually, I was just going to say, like Rico was saying, it's a coding issue. I really think it's, it's a map design issue. It's, mm-hmm. it's just where oh, they yeah. drew those um, spaces. And, man, there's still... Every time they patch Aberration, I keep looking to see if they plug the really obvious holes and they're still there. <laughs> nope. That's Not why yet. we had to plug them ourselves. <laughs> I feel they've done some mesh work because uh, if you're doing the um, the crab work, you're not... Mm-hmm. We lost a lot of uh, dinos at the beginning, but um, not so many lately, so they may have oh, done yeah. some inadvertent mesh work. First couple mm-hmm. days, we lost, like, five Ankies, Like, Ooh. back to back to back. I'll drop through the map from crabs. Ouch. Yeah, the crabs uh, were a big problem. And every now and then I get a little panic attack when I suddenly see myself under the mesh riding a crab. I'm like, right. nope, nope, nope. Give me up. Give me up. Well, just, you know, you letting know, I, go I, of a I crab on the hours on my crab, and I, I, I've only ever had that happen one uh, uh, in one specific little bend of a river, and I and I realized I had a I literally was in the middle of, of a uh, Sarko gangbang. There were at least ten of them, <laughs> and, I, yeah. and they managed to push me under partially. Yeah, partially. Sarkos can push push other Sarkos under. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful of that. Yeah, 
That and never interrupt a circle orgy. Number six, tech armor does still regenerate in the poisonous water. However, it seems that Wildcard secretly patched this in because while it recharges your armor, you're still taking damage from the water itself. Furthermore, I'm not sure if this is a bug or intentional, but tech armor doesn't seem to protect you from radiation. That annoys yeah. me immensely, by the way. That feel like it should. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it should. Well, especially since we now know a great deal more about what the tech gear actually is. Yeah. It's a military power armor suit that's meant for, you know, full atmospheric protection. That radioactivity seems to be coming from all that element water. Yeah. It's like a well, you would think, I, I would assume that something that is made to be powered off of the radio, uh, off of something that is in its, you know, in its, in its active state radioactive that would mean that while you're powering it element should be producing some form of radiation therefore anything that runs off it should have some form of shielding if they know it's going to have shielding they can protect against it indeed now number seven fun little fact i figured you'd like to know in some parts of the poisonous waters to make them even more deadly are the cynodaria the little jellyfish which are apparently immune to the poisonous water effects as are nameless Carnos, and about every wild creature that seems to follow you in despite you still taking damage. Every type that's immune to radiation. Yep. <laughs> that's why they're aberrant dinos, is what I would assume. Number eight. That's Actually, not, not so all aberrant dinos are immune to radiation. Ankies still the, take um, damage there. Yeah, the Ankies mm -hmm. take damage, and they're aberration, and they're only found in the blue zone. Oh, uh, so just the not Carnos like, well, and the ones the thing, kill you. Not every, uh, I didn't realize, I didn't look into this until I was looking at a, a new mod that I'm thinking about adding to our server that adds a bunch of more aberrant types. Um, they uh, On the mod, they only cycled certain of these things to be immune to radiation. It, you know, clicks you, and, uh, something like that kicks you in the head, so I went to look into it, and about, only about half the aberrant dinosaurs are actually immune to radiation. That's what the mushroom um, paste stuff mushroom that you make, can make is for. Yeah, yeah that mm -hmm. makes your other things immune to radiation, uh, like uh, an Anki immune to radiation. Yeah. I haven't, however, taken an Anki for a swim yet. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of learned that the hard way because we took an Anki on a crab down there and it started getting bloody. It took us a minute to figure out why. Like, oh, crap. It survived? Uh, it did, but because we were panic <laughs> jumping out of the uh, zone. Don't like yeah. that stuff too much. We've been pretty lucky with our Ankies. We have. I don't think we've technically lost one yet. Not that I recall. Now that I just jinxed us. I, I've wander. tamed enough with berries on aberration. <laughs> technically speaking, I, the reason I, don't, I haven't taken an Anki swimming is I actually don't have one yet. Uh, yeah. the truth. <laughs> something, something, you get your medal from pumps. Yes. <laughs> Actually, um, well, technically speaking, yes, I did get the uh, most, uh, I do get most of my medal for crafting from pumps, but that's mostly because I shipped my base over, so I never had to actually go out, uh, I, I didn't have to farm here, I farmed with my Yankee on another map. Yeah, it's not like you're missing out on a big aspect of the game, if, I mean, it's not exactly the funnest part, the farming. I love it. And now, I do go stone farming all the time with my doad. Aberration farming is like the most fun I've had farming probably Just ever. going around with that crab and jumping all over the place. And yeah, most people one-man farm, too, from what I can see. Mm -hmm. And endless metal in the blue zone? Yeah. I, I wish they'd fix it so that if you've got a guy on the Yankee and the crab's holding the guy on the Yankee, that he doesn't clip on everything. Yeah. Left claw. Oh, it's... Even in the left claw, he it, they get knocked out real fast. I actually prefer the, the Pariser because the Pariser is reducing the weight of the Anki and the Anki's reducing the weight of the metal. So mm -hmm. 6,000 6, pounds on a Pariser, that's going to block half the Anki. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. 
Another and, thing is nice. uh, double weight doads on the crab, and then uh, they swing on their own, so you can single man farm a little yes. bit of stone. Oh yeah, nice the doad little, thing. Nice yeah, yeah. I wish Yankees did that. Yeah, I was taking the uh, moss shops out earlier today just to see how well we're doing. It does the same thing. It'll harvest in the claw on its own until it's half its weight's hat half as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, Drake's final point. There are certain locations it seems hidden behind poisonous waterfalls, which doesn't seem to exhibit any forms of life yet don't have radiation effects and seem to allow a limited degree of building in one area. I managed to place a small two by two structure. No, no idea how long these will be in until they're patched though. So bear that in mind. That that goes to something that Shovel and I noticed while we were hunting um, a, a 150 queen the other day. Um, mm-hmm. We kept on finding little pockets that weren't radioactive. Right. Well, it's kind of like yes. when you used to go to the snow zone on the island. There were little pockets that weren't like ice cubing. Yeah, some of them were big enough to put... Well, one of them was big enough. I, I mapped it out. I could have put a 5x5 five five in it. I could have only made it too tall, though. Some and of it our guys were you finding came back that. Through yeah, they, our guys were finding that, too, but they would come back and check it again, and, and it was radioactive. When we were fighting the queens, we were having it much more incons- uh, inconsistently. It seems to me when she does her little, um, the red the red nimbus that indicates she's in a state where she can, uh, you know, rape a baby into you. Um, she's in heat. <laughs> um, <laughs> she seems to actually repel radiation for a few seconds during that period. That could be it. Because an area I knew for a fact was radioactive, because we built our uh, we had we had to build a little safe spawn place where for someone for someone to you know get their uh, get, uh, to store some spare sets of armor in, you know, three saw and grab the armor. I know for a fact it was built entirely in radiation, but while we were fighting her, she accidentally got dragged up to it, and when she was in full heat, she was there was no radiation there when we respawned. Hmm. Oof. That might be something. Not the way you want to find something out like that. On but... purpose. I mean, if she, if she, you know, broke your armor while you were trying to get pregnant, at least it would give you the chance to put on a fresh suit or something. Well, that's one of the things I was thinking. I mean, if you're in, uh, it works from an uh, from an uh, evolutionary biology perspective that a, a creature that lives in radiation yet cannot impregnate things in radiation would probably <laughs> have some way of driving away the radiation to ensure the survival of their species. Yeah, or a baby yeah. that can't touch radiation. Most intelligent thing Wildcard's ever done. Although, I will say this. Uh, <laughs> I don't buy it. Um, before, before I don't I, buy uh, it. The it was a mistake. Time, <laughs> the first time I went to go, uh, first time I tried to get uh, a Reaper, uh, I did not know about it, the Queen's level mattering. And, uh, well, it was the easiest abortion ever. I just had to transfer down to the red zone. <laughs> Come on, Rico, you know levels matter. You know, I... I well, when Serb and I were going over everything, it was the one thing I just didn't think of, and you know it's the simple stuff that you forget. <laughs> Indeed. Now, uh, that's it for YouTube comments. Let's move on to threads and tweets. Uh, recently, there was some issues with the console version, and Jet posted on his Twitter account saying, Just a note, everyone, we're aware of the Sandy Frame issue and lighting problems the latest PS4 update has brought along abstraction are working on it and are hoping to have a client-side patch to deal with it ASAP. And somebody posted a picture of what it looks like. It looks pretty bad. And then he went on to say, after somebody's asked, aware of it before or after the last patch, like maybe test the patch first instead of using retail clients to still test the beta version of your retail game. And so Jat replied, 
It isn't a critical issue and requires a technical solution. We didn't want to hold back the update for this water problem. Now, that's interesting. So they made a conscious decision to release knowing mm-hmm. the issue existed. Yep. Hmm. And it's pretty nasty to look at. Gives me an eyesore. Well, I, there is this but concept. graphical issues, I mean, is it, would, it be, would it make the game unplayable because you couldn't effectively maneuver or uh, determine direction? Or is it just unpleasant to look at? Unpleasant to look at. Yeah, there is this concept, uh, though, of software releasing where it's better to make continual releases than to try to hold the release back until because it's not ready yet. And you can keep building it up, building up, building up. And you end up with, mm-hmm. like, bigger, chunkier releases with more problems. So par for the course for Wildcard? Honestly, yeah. this seems Sounds like an intelligent, right. an intelligent release decision. It, it wouldn't, I mean, it might be unpleasant to look at, but it wasn't a game-breaking bug. Right. I mean, it, but it, it kind of, I think some of this might be avoided if they release more frequently, I guess is all I was really getting at. Eh, I, probably. I, like, if you go with my other, like, game-favorite Space Engineers, they, every Thursday they release no matter what, even if it's a tiny release that has, like, two minor fixes in it. That's not really possible, though, on console, I don't think. They have to go through, like, a... QA or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which apparently doesn't care about this graphical problem. Indeed. And uh, Abstraction is the name of the developer I think they've got working on the PS4 version, or converting it to the PS4, if I remember it's correctly. It's interesting if it's just one guy. Nah, usually for that kind of work, they get a whole studio, not just one person to do the porting. So wait, just to clarify, because I haven't been following this, are you saying Abstraction is a dude, is a screen name, or is that a company? Company. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, that Abstraction dude, he's carrying a lot of weight on his shoulders. Indeed. All right, so uh, there's video that surfaced of Panda member Darkstar admitting to cheating. And for those who don't remember, Panda is one of the tribes that was recently dev-wiped. Not only dev wipe, but they were dev wiped on multiple servers and all their accounts banned. But uh, yeah, this video has them talking about, or alluding, I should say, to cheating, and that they're not really plus or put out that they'll be banned because they can buy a copy of the game for $6 on a Russian website. I found the most interesting part about that was uh, in that YouTube video in the comments below suggested that the admin knew, not the, uh, like the sort of the. The, leadership. the inner workings of Panda, the leadership of, uh, of Panda knew that they were cheating, but the people, the little people that got caught in that ban uh, is really sort of something bigger to look at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that guy was cheating, but, you know, you you knew and you caused us all to get banned. There's there's some um, I think Dev payback like there. Bribes yeah. for cheating is, like, absolutely necessary. Yeah. But banning everybody is probably not like they can probably stick to banning people they know are cheating and leave everyone else unbanned they still have to start from scratch i would be much more okay with that yeah i mean you know i've had i've made this my my thoughts on this kind of thing clear if you're going to take a permanent solution you got to have you know proof yeah that's like mafia like i'm gonna kill you and your family <laughs> you know what I mean? and your little doggy too everybody you know I think the idea behind it is to scare people into reporting it or calling people mm-hmm. out if they see it in their own yeah. tribe. But the problem is, I think a lot of people aren't going to see it. You know, yeah. the cheating is going to happen in little alt tribes or, I don't know, not everyone knows what's going on in a big mega tribe. And I know that's not really an excuse, but that's just the reality. Indeed. Not to mention, uh, I mean, 
the concept of well if we let it go if we see it and we report it we might get dev white uh, they might we might yeah we might get dev white or uh dev wiped along with the rest of our tribe but if we don't say anything and we get caught uh, and we get caught everybody gets banned oh that's an interesting you know, thought that is a that is a that is a uh that is a thing that i mean i'm sorry a lot of people are rats they will take the thing that leaves them alive mm-hmm Indeed. It's just that Wildcard needs to get on top of this. They're just doing it once every few months where this kind of example is made of people. Well, like they, I said uh, they, last week, it's not an example, or it's that's all it is. They're not really tackling the problem. They, they seem to lack making like professional statements after they do it, too. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've said it once. I'll say it again. that they're, they're, Their PR is horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Deserves a professional statement, I think. Well, that's just the thing. Mm -hmm. If you're, if, w With what they're doing... There's a reason they're not making professional statements. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was, um, I think it was Eisenhower did a mass deportation of uh, illegal immigrants uh, one, uh, a couple times during uh, during his presidency. I might not be right about being Eisenhower, but it was it was in that era. He just would every uh, every four months for like two years. He'd just round up about three four thousand uh, illegal aliens. Have a couple. Uh, have uh, there'd be a couple. Uh, take them to a uh, military base because it was easier to put everybody on the buses to send them back across the border from there. And there's always news crews there. And he yeah. just every couple months he uh, every few months he'd do this. Now it had no bit. Uh, it had no immediate effect. And he didn't publicize. No big statements. Not, not no big announcements. But it actually. Unlike what the wildcard's doing, it actually functioned. I think they might be trying, they might, to say something nice about them, they might be thinking the same thing. The word of mouth and the the never knowing, uh, the never knowing it might be coming would have the effect. And in the real world with immigration, it did. In mm -hmm. the game, though, it's not. And the problem is, it stops having the effect once people realize that it's a regular occurrence and it's just one big show, not a constant stream of little actions. I all remember when they, they first did that big ban, like, was it been like a year since then? When uh, the right hand did put out a one-page explainer on what their policy yeah. was going to be. Now, you can make the argument that they've been very inconsistent in enforcing that, that the first time then. BLDX was wiped? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I was caught in that. Not even a member, nothing. I was there for fun on the raid. I lost my main account. Oof. Ouch. <laughs> Literally knew no one except the people I brought with me. But there was no statement. And, uh, I thought that was pretty unprofessional. Like, I, I tried to appeal it, and there's just nothing. Like, you, they give an appeal process on the website, but the appeal process leads you nowhere. It's kind of weird. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's just automated emails just going to random people's inboxes that are just flooded with all kinds of crap. Yeah. Yeah, these, damn. That's too bad. So, like, that's, I mean... I can see it from that side, I guess, like what it's like to be banned innocently. And it's pretty, it's pretty rough. Like I still play Ark. I play it on an alt account, but my main steam account is like a perfect record. I've never cheated in a video game ever. And, yep. uh, all my games are on that steam account, including Ark, but I can't play Ark on that account. Bad. What if it was it a temp ban? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know if that's a thing that steam allows, but at least then there'd be some limit to the damage. It wouldn't be like Rico says a permanent, you know, solution. A six-month ban so that you're either starting again or, or buying a new one anyways, but you'll at least get that account back at some yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't cheat or anything of that kind. Even if I did, I would never risk my main account because I'm very proud of that account. It's an old account with a lot of games on it. Yeah, mine's like a short Steam number and it's old. Yeah. Let me throw this question at you guys. Would you guys pay like a $5 subscription for support? Yes. 
Yes. I would. I've said it before. In fact, I, I said that that was a mistake they made by not doing it. So, you know, I used to play Plantside a lot, and that's a free-to-play game, but they have a mm. model where you can... This is where it gets a little pay-to-win criticism, where you, you can actually subscribe for a few bucks a month. And uh, I did it because I wanted to support the ecosystem of the game. I love right. the game. I well, want them to be so able to have the infrastructure. you got to remember that we, we pay it for it once, and that's it. Uh, the Chinese version, it's free-to-play with microtransactions, I believe. Yeah, you can, like... Resurrect dead dinos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Jeez. Yeah, it's they, they don't play with us. Obviously. That is it's crazy. Totally separate. Run by snail. But yes. even even the Chinese don't like that version. Really? So oh, I'd be I I'd be okay with cosmetics. I'd be okay with paying a, a five dollar a month subscription fee. I think it would hurt the population drastically. You know so... what I'd be okay with? Pay a fee to allow you to bring uh, bring back uh, like one of your favorite dead dinosaurs on a private server. Like if you really love this oh, yeah, dinosaur from official and it died and you could you could pay to resurrect it, it goes into your account and you can activate it on any unofficial or whatever. So you could you could have your own private Valhalla like Dino. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. There was one dinosaur, dinosaur I had from the old days, a little monkey named Beatrix. I would have paid oh. five bucks to bring her back to life and put her on a private server. She was here's, just a monkey. Here's the problem with that idea, though. Okay. There's all kinds of arc bullshit, pardon me, Sean, for saying that, but there's mm-hmm. all kinds of arc stuff, let's say, that will uh, uh, cause your dino to die. And they won't have a monetary incentive to fix that if you pay them money to bring your dino back to life. Good point, yeah. You're going to pay them five bucks because your crab fell through the map? Yeah, right. All I know yeah, is I feel like it should a, be they they have to have, to have a be- better record of actually fixing problems before they try something like that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think having, like... Uh, insurance character insurance though a lot of people would probably pay for oh i'm pretty sure a lot of people oh, would yeah they have that would e, pay for right? that twice in the last two weeks <laughs> losing two <laughs> level 100 tunes on character transfer Ooh, yeah. yeah oh god man the character loss is the thing that enrages me most to be honest the it's the one thing they should fix yeah especially <laughs> since they don't replace a character and give you the tech engrams you unlocked and everything else that you have to spend hours and hours and hundreds of hours to get again but it's I'm like in negotiations right one. now. I asked, I said, I don't care about the tunes now. I've made another tune. I'm level 97 on it, right? Give yeah. me my Angrams back. Because... Exactly. That should be locked to your account. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I lost my tech Angrams, man. Well, like I said, I've been saying this for a while now. Um, the, the way we unlock tech Angrams is completely lore inconsistent. And mm-hmm. believe it or not, yeah. this game for, for an online game was very lore consistent up until the release of Aberration. I mean, I all you had to concept. do to, all, well, all, all you had to do to get to make have the game be lore friendly on you know, is played on hardcore and single player, and other than not having other you know tribes, it's now lore friendly. Everything works the way it does in the lore. So, tech gating, uh, gating the tech engrams behind the bosses and everything makes makes very little sense, and you can very much tell that with the the way the backstory of the people. And the fact that we can now farm element, that was supposed to be a mechanic that they were planning to introduce originally, but they kind of just lazied out and put it behind the bosses. Mm-hmm. But I, I've seen the ARC save files, because remember when they posted the official save games, you know, characters are just files sitting on the server. So it, yeah. it absolutely boggles my mind that these characters are getting lost, and it's so hard to get them restored. Now, imagine you logged into your bank account and just randomly, you know, every time you transferred money from one account to another, it just disappeared. <laughs> I mean, even if they took down the servers for an hour or two a week, a scheduled time, and and copied everybody's characters, out. I would be totally okay with that. 
Yeah, totally okay. Blizzard does it. Other companies I, do it. You know, every MMO count does on it. it. Yeah. Scheduled maintenance time. Yep. In fact, I'd like that better because to get your nothing, weak old character back. I mean, how many times have you guys been doing something important and then you get that message saying, "Hey, we're pushing out a patch in thirty minutes." <laughs> yeah. Every time they push a patch. What? The new release of Aberration. Yeah, you're trying to do something, and then it's nope, doesn't come, and then you're like, Fuck, I just waited. Oops, sorry. I just waited That's around right. for like another 15 minutes, and and now then it gets pushed. Like then it's a half an hour, and and then it's still not down, and you're like, well, I don't even know if I should do anything. Now I'm just standing in the base, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. See, that's one of the things I like about being on our private server. I press yeah. the button that starts the process. <laughs> You've got an hour. <laughs> Well, it's like one of our one of our rules. I uh, had everybody in the room, room, and I was like, "Now I want you to all understand something. I'm not going to be going around checking everybody's base to make sure you're uh, you're following the rules. And if I ever catch you breaking the rules, I'm going to erase everything you own." <laughs> the patch occurs as soon as this team finishes. <laughs> oh, I'm actually that that's the thing. It's like I need I need to update because people are going to start jumping on about half uh, half an hour. Blah blah. Can you give me five minutes? Okay, you got five minutes. Yeah. Boom. Done. <laughs> Of course, you can't uh, do that unofficial. There's just too many, but too yeah. many to take down. Get, they can't take them down all at once, I guess. No, doing batches. Do they still? I mean, do they snapshot the server right before it goes down? Because maybe, mm -hmm. like in the old yeah. days, it was like that you didn't know if the rollback was going to be two minutes or twenty minutes. When you see I that think... dot dot dot, that's the. Uh, the yeah, and if it can't, that's it can't times load two. The, if it can't load the last save file, it's going to roll back to the the one before that until mm -hmm. it can. Yep. yep. I That's think exactly it was how I lost one character. Yeah. Roll back from a server transfer. Oh, which is such BS. And that's, I mean, your your file is on the server again. I don't understand why it's so hard. Yep. I, I think it's just unforgivable. I mean, it's, it's forgiving as I am about wildcard and the problems they have to deal with. The character loss thing to me is that like should, an unforgivable It should be the number one thing on their list to fix. Yes. Because it's been an it's issue. It's a core mechanic of their game. Yeah, they like want you, you to, transfer. to transfer servers. Yeah, they want it's you to do it. It's the coolest feature of the game. Like, no other game. Can you transfer servers? Can you go to different maps and play the same game? Like, bring mm -hmm. stuff with you. You transfer servers when you ascend, right? You kill the boss, you ascend. That's a server transfer. It's a core mechanic, and it's broken, and they know it, and they don't fix it. That's what really grinds my gears. And understandably so. By the way, thank you for talking about server backups. Just remembered, uh, I, I I don't remember the last time I I backed up the servers. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. Oh, and, and then uh, speaking of which, I mean those times when they roll back the server and they have to roll back two or three weeks. There's been a couple isolated incidents like that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I'm like, man, your backup's been broken for two or three weeks and nobody noticed. When all the birds EU, had no saddles. EU went through a big thing recently, right? Where their servers mm -hmm. were down. Oh, yeah. People couldn't feed their dinosaurs and they There's, had to roll um, back the servers. a bunch of servers being taken down for maintenance as well. They're being upgraded to better hardware, I think. Yeah, and so going back to your original question about the $5, if paying a little money every month would improve that situation in a measurable way, I would personally be okay with it. I just think it would alienate a lot of the player base. Indeed. It is kind of like an insurance because you don't need it until you need it. Right, but then like when something goes <laughs> yeah. wrong and you're like, "Hey, I need to talk to support," uh, you could like key in and then like actually get a reply within an hour or something. Might help retain the player base too. Absolutely. That's a good point. Yeah, if the play, if the game wasn't as frustrating, yeah. I mean, what's five bucks? Uh, most of the people we play with, they're all adults. Five bucks is nothing. Yeah, indeed. All right. 
Let's move on because something Frosty has a suggestion and he says all flyers should glide and goes on to write. Now that gliding has been refined with the addition of the glider suit, I think it should be expanded to all flying animals. Personally, I would prefer that when you're flying that you'd be forced to glide and use sprint to give yourself lift with powered flight, but I understand that's not for everyone. There could be an option to enable gliding with a key for now for people who want to use that. Having a pteranodon just hover in midair always just seemed weird to me. Yep. I'm all for this. I, I love it. Cool. In fact, I, I think we suggested this. Um, I'm a lazy When flyer. the Griffin first came out. Yeah. Uh, particularly, I was thinking I was also saying at the time, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not, that when they glide, maybe they shouldn't be uh, losing stamp. Yeah. That, that's uh, yeah very honestly, true. I would like to see it that everything, you know, you're... Uh, you know, you only use stam while you're accelerating, and you can't just hover in place. Because, well, except the moth, the moth and the tappa, because they, they're they're weird. But <laughs> they should also have different flight mechanics because they're weird. Mm-hmm. I don't. I like hovering. And why can the griffins strafe side to side exactly? I, I actually like hovering can't. too. It's it's a really practical thing to be able to do. I just think it's weird that pterodons and and uh, yeah birds do it and origins. I don't know. I like the differences. I really like aberration where you can't get picked. You know what I mean? That's a completely different PMQ mechanic as well. That yeah. Imagine sort of if neat. you you stopped moving forward and that meant you started sinking. Yeah, you had to glide. Certainly make it a lot harder to spy on a base. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. or sit on a griffin and flame arrow all their stuff to death. Yeah. <laughs> People would actually have to try to kill things. Hmm. And I, right. I think the wingsuit has really made that, shown the power of that. I mean, I've had, it's a lot of fun to be gliding around just dropping grenades on people. Yep. Now, speaking of trying to kill things, a Reddit user by the name of Denshi posted up a video, and apparently it was showing infinite armor durability. The, durability, the armor would break, but it was still protecting them from being killed. But what I thought strange about this is that they did, their characters' health didn't seem to go down while they were being shot up by the turrets. That's, that's an interesting thing that a lot of people don't really understand about ARC is that armor value, like, beyond a certain point, doesn't really matter. It reduces yeah. pretty much all incoming damage. But as soon as that piece of gear breaks, you die. Mm-hmm. Big full damage. Oh, yeah. So, like, basically he's able to just have full armor coverage uh, forever. Indeed, as breaks, so he certainly... Uh, jumped on it and responded saying thanks for the report we're looking for, into it but haven't heard anything any further on that score would this have qualified for that bug bounty i would assume so but i'm really curious to know how the how this is able to happen in the first place or, or is it just something nobody ever noticed until now well i was on a, a an animal and was getting shot at and my armor broke and it disappears right off your body like just mm-hmm. night sort of thing so this mechanic would have to be like the easy way to note it would be like maybe it didn't break off his body and his durability went to zero but he still had you know armor showing on his character yeah it's like what the hell durability zero but armor rating is still high i don't know <laughs> well hopefully they fix it soon enough though there hasn't been any patches this week but we will get to that later rathos put up a post saying the top post of this subreddit speaks volumes does wildcard care and he showed that for all time two years ago let's show these devs how much we appreciate them that got 1145 upvotes a year ago kind of ticked off with the release of an expansion for an ea game 869 upvotes two years ago can we get this quick and simple ui change devs 844 upvotes 
In the past month, anyone here left that still wants Ascendant items changed back to red, 315 votes. Daily reminder that Kibble is broken on Aberration, 228 upvotes. And final post, let's share some secrets and conduct a test, 225 votes. And he goes on to write, where am I going with this? Two years ago, there was a lot of hope for this game. Enough hope that the top post of all time is about showing appreciation. This dedication is great, and Wildcard should consider themselves lucky here. And I know what you're thinking. This community is so toxic. But hold on a minute. While the community may be really negative at times, there's a hell of a lot of passion for this game. Really, that's what that is. People have put so much time into typing detailed posts on the subreddit, either to give Wildcard a hand or to raise concern over game-breaking bugs and the like. People genuinely want this game to be the best that it can be. I feel like this motivation to better this game has dwindled greatly, and it seems to me that they really don't care, and while I know this sounds like your typical doom and gloom post, look at the signs. A year ago after that top post, people were visibly upset that the focus shifted to do to a DLC so quickly. While we did get a lot of updates prior to the rushed official release, things have been reflecting the tone of that second post greatly as of late. Not much changed between the release and aberration. Tons of bugs and broken gameplay went under the radar until they were pretty much forced to step up and fix them. To this day, so many basic fixes, like the dragon's breath attack, are still not fixed. Are we safe to assume that the only focus for most of 2018 is the TLC pass and extinction? Damien was right in stating that they'll just keep moving from one thing to another. At this point, it's evident that they don't give anything about many of these major and minor issues, even if they are quick fixes. And he goes on to point out some of the issues, but the gist is, you know, the attitude has changed over the past two years. Well, I mean, communication. Of, yeah. Communication, yes. But I, I think the player base also is starting to get realistic expectations about what Wildcard's capable of doing. They, yeah, they've fallen into... I think they're getting a uh, uh, expectation, uh, uh, realistic expectation of what Wildcard will do. Right, anything that severely affects or undermines the gameplay is what they will focus on, and not exactly what will affect the player. At least and that seems sell to the be next it. expansion. I think Ark is yes. a really, really great game, and and people love the game, but uh, people have become pretty sour toward Wildcard, the company that's making it. Yeah, it's a good game, which could be a great game, which I always keep bringing up in this podcast, and that's where a lot of the I, I still think it comes back to, to, to PR, though, because like you look at what I was talking about earlier, Space Engineers, that's a survival game. People put a lot of hours into that. But mm -hmm. for some reason, those devs are absolutely loved. You yeah. know, I, it just, it's, it's, how you, it's how you present yourself and how you deal with the community. It's really important. Yeah. Well, we, went, we saw Wildcard go from being a dev who was constantly talking to the community, saying, yeah, yeah, okay, we got to try and fix this with constant patches to... Suddenly, they're not talking as much. They're not doing as much. They're focusing on putting. They were starting to focus on putting on new creatures every week or every month. Weren't fixing think... the underlying problems that people were still reporting. And it's a valid community response, like to a company mm -hmm. that doesn't care when your character gets deleted that you have hundreds or thousands of hours invested into. Yeah, I mean that's going to sour a lot of people. And even if it's not your character, you're going to feel for the people who have lost that and then get a copy-paste response. Exactly. And I feel sorry for every new player who's paying $60 to buy this game and will run into the same problems in enough if they play this game or if they stick with this game long enough to see what we see. I remember during one of our fights, one of, one of the wars, one of our, uh, uh, so one of our enemies was 
about getting erased, and I actually mentioned it during the podcast because I was off about it. Mm -hmm. And this guy and I had not been having, like, good exchanges with each other. We were... I mean, hate might be a bit strong of a word, but in that moment, it certainly applied. Aggressively competitive towards each other. <laughs> you know how it is during the fights. You you realize, uh, uh, you know, three days later, ah, okay, hate, probably no. And I was just going, well, you know, full ham, uh, full ham in the chat to f*** him off. But I still don't like the guy. Mm -hmm. Probably f***ing his Cheerios if I got the chance. He loves her, too. <laughs> you know, the only thing I, I'd want to add, though, is I, I really, I've said this before, but... I, I think Reddit's a horrible gauge of community sentiment towards the game in general. I, I think that the Reddit subreddit is particularly salty. It's very PvP official focused. Mm. And I think a lot of people who are playing this game are not playing official PvP. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Most uh, I, I'm pretty sure, or I seem to get the, the idea that the majority of people are playing on unofficial servers or on... Or if they are on official servers, they're on PvE servers, which is a much different atmosphere. They have their own specific and unique problems to PvE. But... Those people are vicious. Ooh, they're very nasty. <laughs> I That's what only like on when, I'm, when I'm salty. Mm -hmm. I need to rant, and you feel your outlet is to rant on Reddit, right? So naturally, like when you're doing good and you're having a good time, you're playing. You're hey, you're, you're not bothering typing <laughs> That's anything, right? Point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> When you're mad, when you're salty, then yeah, then you take the time to rant and rage and try to work out the aggression, and that's when you go to Reddit and and the official forums and stuff like that. Well, you know, a support ticket's a waste of your typing skills. They they are, they really are. Yeah. I've got um, some good responses from devs in then, and I've sent equally good responses back. Like the time I uh, told the devs to go f themselves. Yep. <laughs> Still can't believe you weren't banned. But, um, oh, the things I have said directly to devs, I mean, I don't know how I'm not banned. <laughs> now, uh, Umber0010 has a, a public service announcement to new players regarding Redden, and he says, a majority of the complaints you see on here are from the vocal minority, and he goes on to write, so as I just stated, many of the complaints, or at least my, many of the whiners, are the vocal minority. Now, I'm not saying that ARC has its issues. It honestly has quite a few. I'm also not saying that many of these complaints aren't valid. But what I am saying is when you see a post saying something along the lines of Wildcard is just a bunch of greedy people, or I'm not sure why people even try to defend this game anymore, those people only represent a very small portion of the population. This was most visible when Valve did the promotion where if you reviewed a game, you got a card or something. I'm not sure the details, but I believe it was around either Halloween or Thanksgiving. Anyways, when the, that happened, and the recent review for ARC jumped from mixed to very positive overnight, and to this day it still remains comfortably and mostly positive. We'll talk about that later. Also, quick pro DLC argument for how greedy many of you consider wildcard. They could be much, much worse. In the two to three arc years, ARC's been a thing. They've released two DLCs with good content and new experiences, and have even put everything from the, those DLCs into the free dev kit for models and mappers to use as they please, and have even integrated one, one of the maps that made, us, made use of Scorched Earth content. Meanwhile, they could be adding microtransactions for things like increased taming speed or stronger dinos or better weapons, adding loot boxes for things like skins, pumping out really crappy DLCs every month. You mean seriously, for being as greedy as you make them out to be, their business practices are fairly forgiven. 
Pretty much. They're a business. They have to make money. They make yeah. money on content releases, keep us playing longer. Who Who's played like WoW or EverQuest where you're at the end? You've done the content and you're sitting there waiting for more, right? You always mm-hmm. want new and more. And uh, they produce on that fairly frequently. And it's you know, not, I, not wrong. To I just give crap to I think they're lazy bucks. and stupid. Well, <laughs> as a software developer myself, I do enjoy receiving a paycheck for my work. So I don't know if I necessarily call exactly. the fact that like a paycheck is greed. Maybe no. it is a little bit, but well, they could be like Bungie and Destiny Two right now, which is ooh, oh, yeah. complete crap storm at the moment. Yeah, it's really, they stop calling that Destiny or Bungie because really they 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 got rid of the people and kept the name. Yep. <laughs> they need one three-man team to work on existing issues, and the rest of them yeah. keep going on the new content. <laughs> Something like that, or at least tell us what is going on. Give I mean, us I, some kind of info. I have heard the argument that the guys that are working on the content are mostly the artists. It's not so much a huge overlap between content and fixing bugs. But that being said, new content brings in new mechanics. New mechanics brings in new software bugs. Mm-hmm. You know, it is interesting to see the 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 different atmosphere when you compare the official arc reddit to um the unofficial arc reddit uh the official is r slash play arc the unofficial is r slash arc and just the the types of posts posted in both are just wildly different it's not as negative in the the, unofficial as it is the official one actually has moderators that are staff yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, i got answered on my official post right away almost like within 10 hours or so so i call that right away on my character deletion and i was salty on it and he's like first of all take a breath you know what i mean and (laughs) and submit a ticket if it's really bad so he was really like on whereas you know reddit it was rah 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 they were like no take well i'm not talking about the official um forums on survive the arc.com i'm talking there's there's two okay, reddit forums yeah. one's the official reddit forums where they have the um developers as the moderators and then there's the unofficial forums on reddit which is surprisingly just r slash arc that's the unofficial and then the official is r slash play arc which i always thought was weird i've honestly and, never been a fan of that by the way of the fact mm-hmm. that the devs were official moderators of the subreddit i think it kind of hurts its independence a little bit yeah. Well, at least they don't heavily curate it like they do their official yeah. forums. Yeah, I mean, to throw them a bone, though, I have seen absolute you know, wildcard bashing posts not get deleted. And if I was sitting at home, a wildcard employee, and I was a moderator, I'd probably just be like, delete, delete, delete. I think that happens on their official forums, but not so much on Reddit because they're still bound by Reddit terms of service. Yeah. Uh, interesting. 